Welcome to the Cool Girls Only podcast, where we talk about the excitement and uncertainty of navigating our 20s. I'm Jordan. And I'm Maddie. A cool girl is on a journey to becoming her best self, and we're here to share our thoughts and learnings every Friday with you. Welcome to Cool Girls Only. We're back after some technical difficulties, <laughs> but you know, we figure it out. We we deal with it and we move on. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good. How are you? I'm are you good. wearing new eyeshadow? I am actually a I so I threw away my eyeshadow palette yep. after I can't remember what episode. Minimalist. Yes, minimalist episode. Um I threw it away. I actually am using these Laura Mercier like eyeshadow sticks. Ooh. I'm obsessed. That's I have good. like a few colors. It's just so easy. You just like put it on your eye and like dab it in with your finger and it's that's it. Cute. And you got a haircut. And I got a haircut. I'm just a new a new gal. Yes. Yes, you inspired me with a short haircut. I just like felt it one day. I was on Pinterest and I kept getting pictures of people with short, not even short, it's like medium Medium. length, Mm -hmm. but like that length, like between your boobs and like your collarbone, like that, like sweet spot. I was seeing it all over Pinterest. So I was like, okay, I think it's time. Yeah. Pinterest is telling me to do something. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It must happen. So yes, that happened. That was kind of impulsive. But looks I cute. Good. Yeah, it looks very healthy. It feels so healthy. The minute she cut it off, I was like, that was so needed. It was so needed. But yes, I feel like a new human. But yeah, this week's been kind of crazy. Um, I don't know if anyone listening is in New York, but it's been a insane week. Sending yeah. lots of thoughts and good vibes and I it's just I don't know it's been a really scary week especially just being in Brooklyn and like hearing all the sirens and reading the news I'm like I cannot go on the subway yeah yeah for anyone that doesn't know there was a shooter on the subway in Brooklyn and they found him today actually today's Wednesday Mm -hmm. and thank god they found him but yeah it was like over 24 hours where there was a shooter just on the loose fully no one knew where he was taking the subway on the subway yeah it it was very very scary like a lot of horrible things have happened in new york city lately i feel like especially on the subway yes the subway like the attacks like the pushing women in front of trains like stabbing the following home seriously just oh my god i everyone please stay safe and yeah be aware of your surroundings and avoid the subway if you can i honestly like when i'm because my brother called me and he's like are you okay whatever i'm like yes we're okay everyone's okay but he asked me like if i take the subway i'm like yes i do and he asked if i take it without caleb and i said yeah like i'll take it by myself yeah all the time i don't even think twice yeah you don't think twice about it because that's how you get places yeah but i would say i have never felt so scared ever in new york no that i do right now really either because the subway like that's the thing like you don't think about it i take it all the time by myself and i I don't know i just can't imagine being in the situation that the people were in like this man i don't even know what it was it wasn't a bomb it was like a gas yeah um, yeah a gas bomb or something like he put it off put it off in the car Pulled out a Before gun and shot a bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even know what I would do in that situation. It's so, so terrifying. Yeah. People were running to try and get in the other carts. All the subway, like, the doors are locked, if you guys don't know. Like, the doors lock when the subway moves. So, mm-hmm. like, you can't get out 
there's nowhere to go you are literally trapped like that's the thing like that's what scares me because anyone could do anything and yeah i'm just like extra aware now i feel like ever since everything that's been going on on the subway lately like with the pushing Mm -hmm. people on the tracks and stabbings and things i've been like way more aware i do not have my phone out like i'm just i don't listen to music anymore before i get on a train like i try to be as alert as possible i'll see like a lot of younger women will kind of stay in the same area so we all kind of herd together where we feel more safe and a lot of women will also stay in front of like the pillars so we know yes. no one's behind us i, I do that stand all by the, the pillar because i'm like i'm not letting anyone push me exactly i don't want anyone near me oh like that's such a terrible feeling to have because i i mean yeah recently that's what i felt every time i go yep. down there by myself and, and i'm I, just it, like it's not the norm either like that is not how I felt years ago. No, this I used totally to stand different. like on the edge of, I would stand like so close to the edge. Yeah. I was reckless. <laughs> it's not okay. Well, we hope everyone's staying safe. Yes. Maddie and I are okay. We're good. I hope you guys are good and praying for the people that yeah. were shot and wounded. I know there were a lot. So this was a scary time. This was a scary time to be in New York and Brooklyn, but mm-hmm. we'll get through it. Anyways, that depressing news, that was pretty much the week. Um, yeah. But we actually have some exciting news, which we can kind of talk about, I guess, before our wreck. Next week is the one-year anniversary Yay. of the podcast. Kind of, it, how? I, I don't know how. I don't know how. I can't believe it's been a year. I seriously can't believe it because it doesn't feel like it. But, you know, here we are. We did it. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. So... Thank you. First of all, thank you guys all so much for listening and supporting. This has just been like a really fun journey for us. It has been. I'm just like so thankful and I love like we'll randomly get DMs from people, whether it's like asking us for certain episodes or just saying like we love the podcast. We love what you guys are doing. Like it is so fucking cool. Like thank you guys so much. Yes. Thank you so much. Like it's so fun to hear from you and like understand what you guys like and want to hear. It's just so funny because of course like my friends always text me about the podcast and like, you know, tell me they love a certain episode. But I also, not only we, we get dms from people we don't know but also i get dms from people like i kind of knew in college or like just random people that i'm like was was pretty close with once or like acquaintances Mm -hmm. with once and they'll like reach out and just say that they love it i'm like this is so cool like i'm just so grateful that you guys like it but if you so (laughs) (laughs) speaking of um the one year anniversary of the podcast we're gonna actually do a little celebration an IRL event, if you will. Um, we're just going to do a little meetup, a little drinks meetup at the Ace Hotel in Brooklyn. Um, all the details will be on the Instagram page. And yeah, it's going to be at eight. We're going to meet up at eight o'clock and just get some drinks and vibe. And yeah, it's a fun spot. Yes, this is next Friday, the 22nd, right? Yes, yes. the 22nd at eight o'clock. And like I said, all the details will be on the Instagram, but exciting. Yes. DM us if you're going to come. I really like would love to meet you guys. Yeah. Let's so, party. Let's let's party. <laughs> all right. So this episode is all about interview tips. We went off on this one. We really did. I feel like we both got a little emotional. We but- did. Oh, speaking <laughs> of. <laughs> so so there's a part in this episode where we kind of just like 
we're we're so worked up and we're like getting annoyed at certain companies for like these ridiculous interview processes or things that you know we didn't like about them and i i didn't cut well okay i was gonna cut out like the names and stuff but then it just kind of wouldn't make sense with the flow of the episode so i just put a little sensor over so if you hear a sensor we just kind of thought after we recorded you know it was in the moment. We don't need to throw these companies under the bus. So I censored the names of these companies that we're shitting on. Yeah, we also, like, I'm pretty sure aren't allowed to say some of I the details no idea, we said. But it's probably not I, good. Yeah, I don't think it's just, like, a PR vibe. I think it's, like, legally. I don't think I'm allowed to tell you some of the things that I say yeah. <laughs> in there. But regardless, if you really want to know, hit us up. Yeah, I'll, if I'll you tell really want to know, DM us and we'll tell <laughs> Let's you. Let's get on. But I just feel like we shouldn't have it, you know, out there. Yeah, yeah. On on our podcast. So yes, when you hear those sensors, that's um just us being super passionate about hating yeah, certain companies. We were really pissed. Absolutely pissed off. Yeah. It's I great. still get pissed thinking about I it. I do too. I'm getting a little sweaty. Let's move on. <laughs> Moving on to our regs. So you wanna go first? Yeah, so my rec this week is a HubSpot interview prep checklist. So all my marketing girls out there, you already know HubSpot. It's a good um, place to go for any advice you need for your career. Also, just like free assets that they let you download, which is super cool. But this article I really liked because they go through um, questions you should already know how to answer. So like that was one of my biggest... (laughs) mistakes in an interview was I just didn't have an answer to one of the basic questions you know they're going to ask and this article literally goes through those questions yeah that's always a good one I also have an article and it is from Elvest I feel like it's been a minute since we did an Elvest article yeah we haven't brought them up in like what one episode it's been a while (laughs) yeah one episode probably um but yes I will link both of these in the description this one is just kind of about a few different things. It's about like how to prep, the importance of asking questions and preparing for certain questions they may ask. Um, and just like pre- preparation is key, basically, is what they talk about the entire article. So it's a good one. Definitely check it out. But I also think our episode is a good a good way to prep for an, uh, I, an interview as well. I love this episode. I think it's so like, obviously, we are not hubs of knowledge like we are because we're giving you advice we We think we are because we have a fucking podcast (laughs) but no I do think this this is a good episode I think it's really helpful for people who are just getting into like job searching but Mm -hmm. also even if you've been job searching for a few years or you're in between jobs whatever it is I think this is a good one this is a good one everyone's trying to like not only find something better you know get better benefits or find more pay like more money like there's just so many opportunities out there so definitely take advantage of this episode and go go get go get some more money go get a better job go do it yeah this was one of our like most requested episodes i think Mm -hmm. yeah all right let's get into it let's get into it great i'm excited to talk about interviews same i love requested episodes like me too when you guys request episodes i feel so much more like passionate about this i know like people want to know 
Yeah. The interview tips. So today's episode is all about job interviews. People are leaving their jobs more than ever. So I think this is like a very timely topic. And I think it might be time to brush up on interview skills. You know, you don't, you don't know. You never know what could happen within the next few weeks. Shit could change at your job like it did for me. People left and I was like, oh my God, I need to find something new. So I think brushing up in your interview skills and just kind of knowing like what you should prep for in interviews is always good to talk about. So let's hear, Jordan, do you have any like things that you do to prep for an interview? Yes, I do a lot. I'm like one of those people that has like a regimen before I do an interview. Me too. Better to be overprepared. Yes. I don't like go on the fly with shit. Especially, yeah. Well, if it's a job I want, I don't go on the fly. <laughs> but if I'm like, oh, fuck it, let's go. Um, I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. So if you want to have a really great interview, I think obviously preparation is key. One thing that I think a lot of us lack is being able to talk ourselves up professionally. Yes. Like sell yourself. Yes. Selling yourself, being confident, being able to state your accomplishments in a really like all encompassing confident way. I think especially women, it's harder for us to nitpick, not nitpick, but like make sure we have all of these like accomplishments or positive experiences at the forefront of your interview. Like, no specifically, I guess a tip for this would be, and this was advice I got actually in college that completely changed my ability to do interviews. He was like, write down four to five major life or professional experiences and like literally write them down. Like, I have a pad folio where I have all of these situations handwritten of like, this is what happened. These are major like takeaways that I got from the experience. And it makes it so that when I'm in an interview and they ask you situational questions or like, you know, behavioral based questions, you can say Mm -hmm. like in your head, there are these four or five major experiences that you immediately draw on and you don't have to go fucking digging. Well, it's also harder in college, too, because you don't have a lot of experiences. But yeah, that's a good thing to write down. And I think that also, though, like that goes back to being able to hype yourself up, not just like you can do it, but like what have you got in your pocket that you've done really well in and that you're about to brag about? Yeah. Because, like, that's be, yes, what we do. get you comfortable with bragging. That's yes. the thing. And, like, you don't even need to think of it as bragging. More, like, highlighting your accomplishments. Yes. But, like, sometimes it's hard to do that and, like, talk about it. Or, like, I don't know. It's just interesting. I feel like women <laughs> – I feel like we're, we're so always shitting modest. on men. We're like shitting on men all the time. But like, yes, we're so modest. I feel like something that a man thinks is an accomplishment, a woman might not even think to say. Um, yeah, so you might it's be like, like, that's part of my job description. Yeah, I was exactly. just doing my job. Bitch, you're doing your job better than everyone else is. I was just doing my job. That's, yeah, and that's how it is, which is so annoying. And I'm the same way. Like, yeah. I, I don't think of things like that and think, oh, let me highlight these. Like, no, that's my job. So, no, that's a good point. Got to keep those written down and keep them in your back pocket so you can have them. Because those questions throw you off Mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah, don't be thrown off. Like, I feel I, at least for me, I have a worksheet, like a notepad, where I literally bullet point major highlights and, like, 
what what have I done that was beyond the norm or what do I think I've done really well and it's a full fucking list like damn I keep track of that because when your girl needs a raise like I'm ready yeah ready to go like that is like the best advice too is like write down what is going well like don't just think that you'll remember it Mm -hmm. at the end of your conversation when your bonus is being decided like have it written down when it happens so you can actually like have details yeah that's a good idea I mean I'm the same way like when I prep for an interview I do a lot (laughs) I do a lot yeah and I think like I said preparation is key and like you'd rather be over prepared than underprepared so, I mean, one main thing is to obviously research the company, kind of, like, know what's going on, understand who you're interviewing with. Like, if they give you the names of the people you're interviewing with, go to LinkedIn. Go stalk them. Go see what other companies, you know, they worked at. You could have potentially worked at the same company at one point or have, like, a similar industry that you worked in. So, like, those are, like, little connections that you can find and, like, you can kind of relate to them in the interview or, like – yeah, you can you know. also ask them questions based on their experience. Like, they love that shit. You're in mm-hmm. an interview and you know the woman interviewing you has been at the company for 10 years. Bring that up. I see that you've been at the company for 10 years. Can you tell me about how it's changed over that mm-hmm. time? Like, And why you've stayed. Like, yes. what is it? Like, is it a great company? Is the culture great? Like, why are you still here, yes. basically? And like- immediately on the other end of that, they're thinking, she's prepared. Yeah. She, she already knows – I've been here for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, she clearly knows the company. I'll skip the what do you know about us question mm-hmm. and move into letting her brag about herself. Yeah. Like, that's what we want. Exactly. Well, I think another thing, too, to prep is questions. And always prep, like, at least 10. Like, I like to have a lot of questions ready to go because you just never know. Like, you never know how much time they're going to leave you. Like, sometimes I've had inter- interviews where it's fully, like, they say walk through your resume and then say, okay, what questions do you have? And there's, like, 20 minutes left. And I'm like, okay. So you need to be prepared, like, with questions. Um, yeah, and- I feel like that's the biggest interview mistake. Yes. Is when people go to an interview and at the end they literally give you that opportunity to, like, you could use those questions to showcase your abilities so much and mm-hmm. showcase your knowledge so much. So to say, no, I'm good. That's the Don't. biggest mistake. No, it really is. It's a huge mistake. And to get even more micro on these questions – Ask questions that you actually want to know, too. Like, you you can Google best interview questions to ask at the end of an interview. But, like, ask things that you genuinely want to know, which I've changed. Like, that's what I've changed over the past year or so when I've interviewed. Like, I used to want to ask questions that would make me sound good or, like, what do they want me to ask or things like that. No, ask what you want to fucking know. Like, they will tell you if you ask them. Like, I've asked about, like, the turnover on your team. Like, why is the person leaving in this role? Like, what, you know, what is your management style? I've asked people, like, on the team, like, what their manager style is so I can hear a different perspective. Because, to be completely honest, you're interviewing them, too, and you don't want to go into a situation that's toxic. Like, you want to make sure the team is good and you're interviewing them too. So the questions matter and they should be questions that you want to know. That's so not true. like to make you sound good. Yeah. And also like what you just said, you're interviewing them too. That is so key. And also like, I know we've talked about confidence a lot on this podcast. We're going to keep talking about it because we all need more of it. We need more of it people. Yes. But like 
confidence is such an attractive quality on an interview. Like yes. when you're interviewing someone and they're uncomfortable and shaky and sweaty and they don't know what to say and they're flustered. It used to be me. You feel that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you that that comes. You can on hear you. your voice shaking. Yes. Like yes. That's you don't want that. You want to go into it with like a really confident headspace so that when you use those questions to your own advantage and like you said ask what you want to know not just what you think you should ask like that also gives them that energy of like okay she wants this like she wants to know more detailed things about about my management style like Mm -hmm. and now they're thinking about themselves and like do we deserve to have maddie on the team like that's what you want that's what you want (laughs) it's for Mm -hmm. them to flip that like whole vibe to being more I'm here. Like, shit. Are we, are we going to be able to get her? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It is like a mindset shift. It it's really a is. Game. It's, it's a fucking game. Interviews are a game. Like, yeah, I've, I've found that, of course, going in way more confident and like faking it till you make it. Like, if you're not confident, you need to pretend. Like, yeah, you can't go in shaking, voice trembling, like nervous. That's what they can see. And if it, whether it's a Zoom call, whether it's in person, like it's creates the vibe and it's like uncomfortable. So I don't know. That's that's one thing I really had to work on Overcome. because I would get really nervous. I would get very, very nervous before interviews. And like for what? Like when I would sit down and think about it, like they're just fucking people. Mm-hmm. They're literally just people. And when you're on the other side of it, like I've been on the other side of interviews, you're Same, like, yeah. these people don't know. Like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I know. We don't know what we're doing. I remember I had to interview someone once and I was like, fuck, I don't even know. How what do I'm I doing interview here. someone? Yeah. I'm Googling it. I'm like, how do I ask an interview question? Yeah. Like it's it's really, really weird. It's a really weird thing to be on the other end of. Like mm-hmm. after being so nervous in so many interviews, like I think that's also helped me just like fucking stop caring so much and like yeah. stop getting in my head so much. But Okay, I mean, we've all had interviews that haven't gone well. Let's just put that out there. If you could go back and give yourself advice before an interview that didn't go well, what would you say? I would say there are a lot of things that didn't go well. <laughs> I would say I'm a decent. I would say I'm a decent interviewer, like or interviewee. You are. I I can tell. I always carried myself with confidence. I've always been able to just pull shit out of my ass. Um, That's such a skill. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> at my old company, actually, you guys, this is a good exercise. At my old company, we would have like roundtable discussions and we would create fake presentations and then you would give them to the other teams and they would have to present those slides on the fly with no preparation. And That's like, a skill. That's it really so was. cool. Like that exercise it was so fucking dumb in the moment. I was like, what am I doing? Like this isn't going to sharpen any skills. It did. It mm-hmm. was like, can you think on the fly? Like can yeah. you speak confidently on something you have no Can idea you pull something about? out of your ass? Literally. Like, can you – that's – I hated people that could do that in college and shit. I'm like, I can't. Like if someone were to just call on me and I had no idea, like there's no nothing I could say. I would just make something up. <laughs> Just change the subject in the most confident way. Um, But no, I mean, I've I've had my fair share of shitty interviews. I think my biggest mistake that I made was I had an interview once coming out of college, my first full time job, and it was for a media agency, um, a small one in New York City. 
And I just didn't do my research. I didn't put time into it. I had no idea the companies they worked with. It was all right on their website. Like it was like yeah. very. It's usually easy to find. Yeah, it was easy to find information. I just didn't put in the time and I didn't take the notes. And I was on the call and I think they asked me something like, can you tell us one client that we've worked with that's resonated with you? And I, and I couldn't say anything to it. Yeah. You know, I, I made something up. I was like, well, I know you work with companies that are very like really innovative and this is what, you know, like just make something up. Yeah. Just make it sound good. But in the moment <laughs> it was like, dang, I, that's right on their homepage of their website mm-hmm. that tells them I haven't even been there. Yeah. Like, I'm not prepared. Right. 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 Yeah. Like just even doing a little research and being prepared for that because you never know the questions they're going to throw at you about their website or about something that they are doing at the moment. And I think it, it not only negatively affects you because it shows you didn't put any work in, but also like know those things beforehand. Like some interview questions are a given, like, why are you interested in this role? What do you know about our company? Why are you interested in our company? Like those are things you should just have written down the answers before the interview has even started. Mm-hmm. Like, you know the answer. It's sitting in front of you. You've memorized it. And that way you can put your energy and, like, your mental focus on hyping yourself up instead mm-hmm. of, like, remembering some random rap sheet for this company. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you really never know what they're going to ask you. Like, even for the interview for the job that I just got, um, one of the questions – and it's an e-commerce-based role. So, like, obviously you're going to – to prepare, I looked at the website and I – did my research on like what their pages looked like, et cetera. One of the questions they threw at me. Okay. And we'll get into this in a minute too. Like, first of all, that interview was probably the hardest interview I've ever had. Just so many situational questions. Like I, I just feel like lately when I've been interviewing, they haven't thrown like these crazy random situational questions at me. So I haven't had to deal with them really. Mm -hmm. But anyways, one of the questions she asked was, Um, If you could change one thing about our website or our pages, what would you change or, like, what would you improve? So, like, if I didn't do the research and if I didn't have that already, of course I already had that shit prepared. Yes, I have enhancements and things I would change. But, like, if I didn't look at the website, what the fuck would I have said? So it's, like, being prepared for sure. Like, going on their website. Seriously, just go on their website before. Do you do any, like, um, prep work with like a friend or family member or like joe before an interview i really don't i do do you yeah you do like mock interview caleb and i will do mock interviews oh that's always good we'll literally go through just like common interview questions and then i'll ask him to like throw me a curveball and so he'll ask me a random question i wouldn't expect and yeah i feel like joe and i like i don't think we can do that i think we just laugh like i don't think i could seriously do that with him oh my god i would just die laughing if he asked me a question but no that's a good idea like to do it with someone i mean i even do it with myself yeah i even just like speak in the mirror you know We got to hype ourselves up somehow. But I think speaking things out loud and just going through typical questions they could potentially ask you or like even just going through your resume and talking out loud and just, I don't know. I think talking out loud helps so much. I agree. Yeah. 100%. It helps you not like memorize per se, but you don't have to like draw on shit in the back of your mind when you practice it. Exactly. It's all about prep. I mean, I think one thing that if I were to go back and give myself advice, it would be to be myself. I don't like have one specific interview in mind, but I think a majority of the interviews I did prior to the pandemic, I was trying to be what they wanted me to be. I was like, 
like I wasn't answering the questions genuinely. I was trying to fucking come up with a way for it to sound good and like make it seem like this is I, I don't know. Like I know what I'm talking about when it, in reality, I do know what I'm talking about and I should just answer it authentically um, because it doesn't come across authentic when you try and fake it and like, I don't know, be who you think they want you to be when they ultimately are just trying to get to know you. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And it also goes into, like, how far to – I don't want to say lie because lie isn't necessarily the right word. Yeah. How far to bend the truth in an interview. Mm-hmm. Like, I fully agree with you that, like, you don't want to blatantly lie about skills or experiences. Like, that's not a good idea. No. It won't reflect well on you when you get in the job. It'll just you, blow up in your face yeah, when you get the job. You can't code. <laughs> When, you can't you code. <laughs> How many times that in interview? Not be no HTML. Um, yeah, I mean, I blew it. <laughs> it's good to hype yourself up. It's good to like maybe expand things farther than you might have on a resume in mm-hmm. a more positive light of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have been situations, and like someone asked me, one of my friends asked me once, like, "Have you ever been asked a question and you?" Like, do you have this skill? What do you say if you don't have it? And I said, I say, I don't have that skill. Mm-hmm. Like, in the job I currently have, which was also similar to you, hardest interviews I've ever gone through, most intense. And at one point they said, like, I actually think it might have been HTML. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's something with, like, coding. They said, do you have this experience? Do you have this skill? And I literally said, no, I don't. And I said, I'm willing to learn if you want to, like, provide certification mm-hmm. or courses. I'm more than willing to go through that. But as of right now, I don't have that experience. And they literally were like, okay, that's fine. And they just took a note. And I'm yeah. like, cool. Yeah. It's so it much better matter. to be, like, humble in that aspect, too. And also use it as a learning opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. use it as a way to say, I have I'm it. open to learn. Yes. That's I always a good the thing opportunity to, to learn, but I'm willing. That yeah. buzzword, those buzzwords, you just got to throw them in. Oh my God. I used to like write down buzzwords before interviews. I seriously would. <laughs> oh my God. No, seriously though. Like if you can just, and I do, I do that too. Like, no, but I'm willing to learn or I've mm-hmm. like had, I've had exposure to it, but I don't have a deep knowledge of it or like things like that where it's like, yeah, I know what it is or, like, I'm exposed to it, but I don't, like, know exactly how to use it. Mm-hmm. It just shows, like, okay, you're – and, like, obviously saying you're willing to learn and, like, you're a fast learner or something, like, to kind of just add to it. I feel like it's always a good thing to sprinkle on. Yeah. All um, right. How do you calm the nerves before an interview? Ooh. <laughs> it's making me nervous just thinking I about know. the nerves before an interview. I – oh, my God. I would get, like, so – and, I mean, lately it's been, like, a Zoom interview, so it's, like, those are even, like, less stressful. I remember, oh, my God, I was at an interview in – this was 2019. No, it was in 2020. It was literally in February 2020. Um, and it was the last interview I had, like, in person, and it was, like, five interviews in a row. I was fucking sweating. Like, I was sweating through my shirt. <laughs> I was like, this is not okay. Like, I need to figure out how to deal with this because, I don't know, it can be nerve-wracking. Like, especially when you get in your head before an interview, you're like, oh, my God. Like, all these people are, like, going to be judging me and, like, thinking of every single word I've said today and determining if I'm going to get the job. Like, if you get in your head like that before an interview, 
you're just going to be nervous. Yeah, you're like, setting yourself up for you're failure. You're setting yourself up for failure. So I think the main thing for me is getting out of my head. Like, seriously, before the last few Zoom interviews I've done, I, like, play – like, pick a song. Like, pick a hype song and play it and just, like, dance around my apartment. And I'm not even kidding. Like, I literally, like, dance and walk around my apartment and, like – just shake it out, loose, deep breaths. Like I feel like that's literally what I need to do. Like I physically need to move my body and listen to music. So I'm not in my head. And I seriously think it's helped me really calm down before interviews and like go in with such a positive like outlook on the interview. It's not like I'm sitting there before like practicing like what I'm going to say and like in my head and just so many thoughts going through your head because that's not a good way to start an interview. So I think just like loosen up, play some music, hype yourself up in the mirror, like whatever you have to do. That's what I found like really helps calm my nerves. Like just pick a good song and dance. Yeah. I think <laughs> the, I love that. And it goes back to like, um, like that whole aspect of having creative ideas and like how to get a creative idea out. Like you study it, you study the topic, you know what you want, you, you work hard at memorizing or trying to understand and then you step away. So that when you do come back, it can come to you. Like that's like a very common practice mm -hmm. to get your creative juices flowing. And I think it's very similar with interviews. Like do the prep beforehand, be ready, have your shit memorized, like know kind of where you want to take this and what you want the experience to be. And then take a step back, like right before the interview, like you said, you shouldn't be cramming. You shouldn't be typing notes. Like that will just make you more on edge. It'll increase your heart rate. You're nervous. Like you sound shaky when you get on the call. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Like step away before you get on the call or before you go into the interview. And then also like you guys know I love positive self-talk. Positive self-talk. We're all about it. Yes. Like like literally I'm standing in front of my bathroom mirror and I'm saying you can do this. You're going to get this interview. You deserve this opportunity. Like, like I say it out yes, loud. I say it out loud. I'm the same. Looking at myself. Like, yeah. and it's not, <laughs> like, I feel like some people think that's so weird, but like, it's so, I'm just thinking of you standing in front of your mirror talking to yourself and me in my apartment dancing <laughs> around, like we're fucking weird, but it works. <laughs> it works. Our neighbors are like, who the hell are these girls? Oh, I'm man. just laughing because you really couldn't see in my windows. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, same. Um, oh but no, hundred percent positive self-talk in a mirror out loud saying phrases like that. Um, another tip I, I just thought of when you were talking about like how you calm down, how you get ready is like, I, and I don't know if this is a bad idea, so don't come at me. Um, I will go into an interview as if I have literally nothing to lose. Yeah, like, no, that's a good way to – yeah, because really you don't. Yeah, like I will frame it in my mind that like I'm not going to get this. That's what I used to do when I was younger. Like when mm. I was in college and I felt I didn't have enough experience to get a job, I had this like really intense interview with a large corporation and I remember sitting there like – why would they pick me? Like, why am I here with Poor all Jordan. these? There was like all these Ivy League kids that girl I'm sitting next to was from Harvard, like Yale, and I'm from MSU. Like, Michigan State, baby. Sitting there. And it was one of the best interviews I ever had because I just let my shit flow. I yeah. was like, what I'll have I got up. to lose? Yeah, we did a group presentation and they asked questions and no one from these Ivy League schools answered the questions. It would be silent. Damn. And I would be like, all right, I'll take a stab at it. Because in my <laughs> mind, I wasn't going to get it and I had nothing to lose. 
So I was so overly confident and so just like, I'm going to shoot my shot yeah. that they hired me. Oh my and like, God. it's crazy though. Like, I think that mentality can be helpful if you're so nervous to, to almost think of it like, I have nothing to lose. I'm, this is going to be a practice interview. I know a lot of like my girlfriends will say that to themselves too. They'll be like, this is just a practice. Like this isn't, you know, like Mm -hmm. the end all interview. This is just a round that I'm going to learn from. Like going into it with that mentality calms you down a bit. It makes you feel like there's not so much on the line. Yeah. There's not so much pressure. Like you can be yourself. Like you don't need to pretend and like be someone you're not. I love that. That's a good way to go into an interview. So, I mean, with COVID, obviously things have kind of shifted from IRL interviews to Zoom. I mean, I think there's still some in-person interviews going on, but like it's really focused on Zoom interviews right now. So I guess what are some like pros and cons and like how do you prepare for both of them, I guess? I mean, like for me, I feel like in person can be a bit more intimidating. Like you're, 100%. you are in person. You are meeting these people. There's, you can't hide. Like you can't hide behind a screen. You can't have like your notes up on your laptop. Like it's just a bit more like intense. Yeah, I would say the preparation needed for an in person interview is heightened a lot. Yeah. Like Zoom interviews, you can be lazier. You can write out notes. You can mm-hmm. have literally a piece of paper in front of you. Yeah. At points, like I will say though, being on the other end of that. You can tell when someone's just reading off of a fucking script. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. You can. Hot tip. Like, you can also, like, put notes up on your screen. Mm-hmm. Don't have them, like, to the right or to the left. Yeah. Or, like, if you have sticky notes of things you really want to highlight, put it right next to the camera on your so laptop. So you're not looking around. Exactly. So you don't look unprepared. You look like you just pulled this shit out of your head. Yeah. But in reality, you got a sticky note. That's the thing I love about Zoom interviews. Like, you can have notes. Like, yeah. I... 100% agree. Do not read directly and like have a script because you can fully Yeah, you can tell. tell if someone has a script. But like to have like notes that are helpful right there and like obviously have your questions pulled up, everything is just so much easier. I love a Zoom interview. Zoom it's so much more relaxed. You don't have to fucking put pants on. Like you just <laughs> You just put a nice sweater on and call it a day. Yeah, you're usually at home, so you get to control the energy more on your Mm -hmm. end. And I do think that's, like, another intensifier of an in-person interview is, like, you need to bring more positive energy to that um, interaction because it's so much more, like, potent in person than Mm -hmm. if you were via Zoom. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm all for the Zoom interview. But sometimes the in-person interview is nice because you get to see the office. Like, that's always nice to see, like, what the environment is like and, like, just see the people's energy in person because truly – I mean, we even even talked about this from recording the podcast. Like, the energy in person is so different than, like, Zoom. So I think you really get a good read on people in person and, like, understand the dynamic and just who a person is and, like, their personality way better in person over Zoom than over Zoom because, I don't know, Zoom is just – it can be a bit awkward. It can be, for sure. Especially if it's, like, with more than one person. Have you had a Zoom interview with, like, more than one person? Yeah, yeah me too. Interview. It's fucking weird. I've had, like, presentations with, like, f- I remember there was this company I interviewed for, and, like, I had a presentation. I had to present to, like, five people at once. Didn't get the job. You know, these companies are just out here stealing my fucking ideas, but that's, for, that's for another 
yeah that, for another day. That's actually crazy that that happens, especially like the higher up you go. Like the you more sign tangible. an NDA, they send you shit. Yeah, you do a project for yeah. them, and then they don't give you the and job. And they take your ideas. It's and so hire someone up. else for less money. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I've seen it happen. Uh, while getting into these type of stories, do you have any like funny, embarrassing? terrible interview stories yeah <laughs> memorable <I do>. um <laughs> so i was thinking about this i picked one specifically because i want to warn my fellow cool girls um, warn us yes i will fucking warn you <laughs> so they might this company might come after me we'll see we're calling out some fucking companies i am today. i'm calling them out by i'm name. calling out i'm calling mine out too because you know what i can't yeah, hold it in any longer <laughs> so <laughs> coming out of Let's see. The journey starts after undergrad, and I had an interview with a agency, a large like media conglomerate. They own a lot of individual agencies underneath them, but they interviewed me out of my bachelor's degree. Before I decided to get my master's, I was mm-hmm. like dabbling in potentially getting a job out here and moving out to New York instead of going back to school. And I had an interview with them, and they were like, um, like just so you know, this was at the end of the interview. I said, just so you know, um, we have no open positions right now. Um, what? So what we're going to do, and I said, what? Like, wh- why are you fucking calling me if you have no open <laughs> – like, why was there a LinkedIn job posting yeah. if there's no open job? Anyways, went through the interview. I thought it went really well. They said, you actually are going to be put into a pool for potential future positions also what a waste of time yes it was a waste of time for me for the fucking woman in hr on the other end like also it was the lowest salary i have ever heard of in new york city um for a college graduate and i'm gonna quote it it was thirty eight thousand. i'm not kidding thirty eight thousand dollars a year how do they think anyone can people, live on that? I don't know who is doing this, but people are. Like, I know people. That is insane. It, it was I literally laughable. Long story short, there's more. Oh, God. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Fuck you, no. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, no. I'm going back to school. Yeah, I went back to school. I'm like, I'm going to get my master's degree. I don't want to go to an ad agency. I don't want to live off dimes and try to make it, like – I'm going to go back to school and try and figure out what I really want to do, get more education, have a higher salary when I leave. And I went back to school. Long story short, a mentor of mine at Michigan State University said, hey, I know this guy. He's pretty high up in an agency. You should interview with him. And I was kind of like, I don't know. Last, last time didn't go so well. And anyways, I was like, you know what? Fine. I was miserable in my in my you know current role. I'm like, I'll, I'll interview. And so I interviewed. And this time, I there was no potential pool that I was put in, but the job was the same. Oh, my Salary, God. Salary, same title, $38,000 a year with a master's degree. No. And at this point, I had more work experience as well. Like, I had been working while I went to grad school. So I literally, and I'm not kidding you guys, I would encourage you to do the same. I was on the interview and I said, that's not possible. I was like, honestly, you guys offered me this job and this salary. Before a master's before, degree. Before, yeah, two years ago, prior to having a master's degree and all this additional experience. Like, that's, that's we insane. Don't need, like, yeah, I said, who we don't do you need think to, you are? We don't need to take this any farther if this is where the offer stands. And I was very serious with this guy. I'm like, I don't, like, this is a fucking That's waste a ballsy of time. move when you're like fresh so out of college. Ballsy. Like, there's no way I could have done that. But it was that's amazing. so ballsy. 
And I was just like, no, like, is there anything else? And I, I talked to them. Right? I'm like, you know, here are these, this highlight reel that I have in front of you. I know what I'm worth. This isn't it. This, this is not, not even close it. to it. Oh and God. anyways, in the moment, he goes, you know what? You're probably right. Um, there's actually a much higher role that I think you'd be qualified for. And I'm going to put you up for it. Long story short, like... I did get an offer. It wasn't what I needed the salary to be, but it was almost double yeah. the salary. But, like, it just was, like, what is this experience? Like, who are these people? I just can't. It, it was, like, the most degrading Yeah, it's disrespectful. It's fully disrespectful. Like, you have had the same um, entry-level salary for at least 10, maybe even 15, 20 years. Like, like seriously. It, it's absurd. So stay away. It's Exposing not worth time. companies. Yes. It was just so – it was such a bad experience. It was – it just felt like a joke. It felt yeah. like I was – not even like I was a joke because I knew I wasn't. Right. And I would go into it like, no, this isn't happening. But some of these companies just – if there's enough people that will do it, they'll keep doing it. They'll keep doing it. So don't be a part of that. Yeah. Like don't. know your worth and, and if it's really low or completely like ridiculous in the moment – don't just be like, okay, maybe. Like, yeah, don't no. say that shit anymore. Yes, like, be transparent, one hundred percent. Don't waste their time, and even say that. Like, be like, I don't want to waste your time, but this is really is not even close to where I need to be. Mm-hmm. So if that's not possible, I understand. Please just let me know. Thank you for your time. Like, does mic drop? Yeah. I have a very similar situation, which you already know. So basically, like this was in. 20 this was like right before I met you so yeah 2020 I was interviewing and as a startup so it's like a smaller company I guess you know they're really particular about who they hire I mean when when I looked at the or the employees that worked there everyone went to Harvard and so I was like okay why are you even interviewing me but whatever we'll go for it so You know, the first interview went well. The second interview was a full hour-long Zoom call, and it was a presentation. I had to put together a presentation. One of these companies that are stealing people's ideas. Hello. But, yeah, so I had to do that and then moved on to another round where I met, like, a bunch of people from the – from the company. I, I met the co-founder. I met, like, all of these people, and all of the conversations went super well. Then – the person who was interviewing me messaged me like the week after to have just another chat and like check in on like salary expectations and just shit like basically sounding like we're wrapping up your offer. Like I've gotten this far and you've dragged me along. This was at at this point it was about two months. I was going to say how long? Like it was a long time okay. like dragging me along. And this was also at the point where I was at my old job and I was desperate to leave. Like I was at the point where I'm like I will quit without something lined up because that's how bad it is. So that's how I'm feeling in these interviews. I'm like, I have to get this. Like, I have to get this. And like, at that point, I thought I had because you're dragging me along for two months. You then call me after I've had all the interviews to discuss salary and compensation and whatever. And then they wanted a reference, a reference check. So I'm like, okay, so this is it. Like normally, I mean, I don't really know how it goes, but normally a reference check, doesn't that just 
mean like they're double checking before they offer you. Like yes. they are contacting your references to make sure you're yeah. who you say you are, whatever. Yeah. Usually you don't you don't send references until they're really considering you seriously yeah. because they're they don't want to waste their own time yeah. calling people. Yeah. So I sent three references. They called all of my references. And like the people that and my references messaged me and they're like, oh my God, it was such a great conversation. She's so nice. Like I really hope you get it. Like this is so cool great like thank you um nope wasted their time because she called me like i mean let's say fuck this is like three weeks later or something like just wasting my time she called me and she called me she didn't even email she called she said do you have time for a call called me to tell me i didn't get the job i was like you're stringing other people along this long yeah like they were stringing other people along for months contacting references doing projects, like all this shit. And I'm just like, if you knew you weren't going to hire me, do not drag me along this far. Like after the project, be done or like yeah. something like be done and don't contact my references. Like you not only wasted my time, you wasted their time. Yeah. And I was just shocked. Like when I got that phone call, I was like, are you kidding me? Like I was genuinely pissed. So that was a very, very negative interviewing experience and it just goes to show like know your worth like I felt so disrespected after that like such I mean so much of my time was wasted and my hopes like were I had my hopes up because such ignorance it's it's literally insane it's insane and so like I don't know just know your worth and don't let people string you along and like don't let people take advantage of you that's why I hate these like I mean, I get the idea of interview projects and, like, coming up with ideas, but also, like, you're taking advantage of people that aren't getting the jobs and just running with these great ideas we're bringing to you. I really can't stand it. Same. My biggest thing is, like, if you, like, first of all, you shouldn't need five rounds of interviews to know someone. Like, you, and also, let's be clear, you know, you will never know me. You will never know someone's true ability until they are in that job and they are on your payroll. So let's all stop acting like we can know that Maddie is going to do a kick-ass job after four interviews. Like you have a good feeling. She has a good interview. You hire her or you don't. Yeah. Like I'm just so sick of these HR bums (laughs) taking advantage of us. HR bums. I just literally cannot. Like – it, it's just so disrespectful. It's such a waste of people's time. And, like, COVID has escalated this so much. Like, it used to be you'd have a phone screening. Mm-hmm. Then you would have a virtual or in-person interview with a hiring, hiring manager. And then if that went final well, round. you'd have a final round or you'd meet the team during that final, like, group round interview. And then that's it. You have an offer. That's it. Like, and now it's ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. And people are just being dragged along. I agree with you, though. Like know your worth and don't be afraid to say like this isn't for me like hey like this this isn't and I I actually didn't say that in an interview once I was like (laughs) for the job the first job I got out of college the woman in HR called me and she's like hey Jordan like I heard from at this point I had interviewed with the COO and co-founder was the last interview I had and in my mind what the fuck more would I yes, be doing? Literally. I literally just interviewed for an hour with the co-founder of the company. Yeah. And she called me and she was a really nice woman. I'm like still friends with her today. She's like, hey, um, so I heard the call went really well. And I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. This is my offer. And she's like, 
we're thinking maybe you'll talk to one other person that no. you might work with. And I literally stopped and I paused for a second and I like took a deep breath and I was like, to be honest with you, I don't really know why I would go further down in the process. I feel really good about this position. I feel good about my abilities to like succeed in this role. And I don't know if it would be a good use of everyone's time. And Jordan, I, you are like my inspiration. <laughs> I, I literally said that and, and my heart was racing so fast. I was like, you're either going to get this job or she's going to hang up the phone right now. And she literally stopped for a second and was like, you know what? I agree with you. I think you're right. Let me talk to the co-founders. I'll get back with you later today. That's amazing. And I literally hung up the phone and was like, I'm so glad I did that. Because now it, it's also what we talked about earlier, like switching that interviewee to interviewer conversation like Like, don't waste my time yes like you are wasting my time because what is that gonna do another quick interview with a random person you're working with like what why right and let's say the person that interviewed me didn't wasn't a huge fan would that have changed the co-founder's decision would that have changed the hiring manager's decision like use your fucking brain it's so stupid it's so stupid damn no that's a good that's amazing that you said that like I don't know if I could have ever said that but after going through what I went through Mm -hmm. at this company like I definitely would like don't string me along like I started interviewing in October and I think she finally called me to let me know that I didn't get it the last week of December yeah that's a joke that's a joke it's a literal joke so I don't know I'm just done letting people take advantage of me and flipping the script like interviewer to interviewee yes like that's I I can't do it anymore. All right. Let's get into our final piece of advice. Wrapping this episode up, what if there is one thing that we want someone to take away from this episode? What What is your top piece of advice? Mm, so many good pieces of advice from this episode. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think mine is to just be yourself. That's – I mean, when it really comes down to it, that's what's going to be the most authentic interview and, like, give – them the best idea of who you are like don't pretend to be someone you you're not don't try to answer questions in a way that you think might sound smarter or better like just answer them authentically you're more likely to get the job and connect with the people that you're interviewing with if you're yourself so I think that's my main my main thing and that's what I've been trying to do in every interview I've had since I don't know since the incident what about you Mine is to be confident. So, like, obviously, I want you guys to be bad bitches. I want you out there getting what you deserve. Mm -hmm. I want you to know your worth. Like, we – a lot of us have spent too much time feeling like we don't deserve the opportunities that are in front of us, and that is not the case. Like, you were given a chance for a reason. You have an interview for a reason. So take advantage of it. And, like, like Maddie and I have said, we've been in these situations already. Learn from us or – I'm sure you've already been in similar situations where you just feel taken advantage of. Yes. Like, there's nothing is, worse. There's nothing worse. And if you're recognizing it in the moment, stop it. Don't let it happen. Like, it's not worth your time. There's no need to be disrespectful. There's no need to be rude. Like, I don't, I don't think either of us have ever done that in an interview. I've always kept it very professional. But, like, be serious and, and know that you can say something like, hey. You can I, stand up for yourself. Yes. Stand up for yourself and also, like coming from people who have also been on the other end of that interviewing others like if you are shady and I feel like you've memorized stuff and I feel like you're lying to me like first of all none of us are good liars very Mm -hmm. few of us can lie well 
Mm-hmm. So don't try it. Just don't try. <laughs> like, it's not the place. It's so awkward and it just sets you up for failure. So just like like you said, being your authentic self, being confident, like knowing your worth, that's, that's where we want to be. And that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to stay up to date on everything for the Cool Girls Only podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Cool Girls Only Podcast. And you can sign up for our monthly newsletter at coolgirlnews.com. All of our information is linked in the show notes. We would also love to hear any topics you're interested in or any guests that you think would be a good fit for the show. Feel free to send us a DM on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time, cool girls.